this is Cinematic Suffering with your hosts, Clay Hintz and Jason Thomas. Life is pain, and so are bad horror movies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Cinematic Suffering. I'm here with my fellow co-host. I'm Clay, everybody. And I am Jason, and we are the ones who are suffering through all this, and hopefully you are joining us in our current adventure to get through all these films we are reviewing all the horror films on netflix alphabetically and the rule is regardless of if we've seen it before regardless of how little we might want to watch it we're going to watch this and review it so today we are in the third film in the 1920 series it's a indian horror franchise that was pretty popular with its demographic i'm finding out you said a third film i thought it is the third film yes the second one was uh 1920 uh something 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 i can't remember the tagline but it was uh it was received with less uh, fanfare than the first one people didn't like it as much as ah uh, so that's why they probably probably put the more popular one onto Netflix, I guess. Yeah, and uh, I get the the feeling from the two that we've watched that continuity isn't a real big thing. I think these films are pretty much self-contained. They're not linked together in any significant way. Yeah, that's what I saw as well. Yeah, there's the, the theme of possession comes up, so uh, it's kind of fun. Like, we were uh, both kind of uh, going into this with some trepidation, and it turned out to be pretty entertaining to watch these, I thought. Yeah, the 1920 was entertaining, but I think 1920 London kind of amped it up just a little bit. Yeah, if uh, 1920 was The Exorcist, then this one was more The Evil Dead, with a lot more singing and dancing, of course. It came out in 2016. It was directed by Tinu Suresh Desai, and it's starring Shaman Joshi, Mira Chopra, and Vishal Karwal. Yeah, and we, we have no idea who these actors are. We just know that these are all very pretty people. Yes, they are. Yeah, the uh, the star of this one, uh, I think her name is, I think that's uh, Mira Chopra, is really pretty. Yeah, she's she's hot. I, I thought found her even more appealing than Lisa from the previous 1920 movie we reviewed. This one was just constipated with plot, so we'll try to slog through this. I took some uh, took some notes. Hopefully, what we're saying doesn't sound like completely bananas because the movie <laughs> itself was pretty banana. Yeah, well, you sent me your initial notes, and there are really only a few in there, and I was I was kind of surprised because I was already an hour into the film myself, and I had already taken so many copious notes that yeah and i was like uh am i missing something i was like this <laughs> this movie already an hour in is packed with so much plot and information and exposition and singing and dancing and my note-taking procedure is kind of all over the place but yeah it's it there's i've never seen a movie that's so packed with plot it was just it, it hurls plot development at you like a machine gun so let's uh let's see if we can jump in here so um i'll get us kicked off here sure. um the uh movie starts off with our main character is shivanji a uh, am i saying her name right shivanji Shivangi. Uh, Shivangi? Uh, let's Shivangi. go with Shivangi. Sure. Shivangi is, uh, that's our lead character. And she's, get this, she's a princess. So <laughs> we're <laughs> right off the bat, we're dealing with Disney animated movie logic. So she's a princess and she goes to meet her family that all look like, um, I don't know, how would you describe them? They look yeah. like Indian characters in a Disney princess movie. They look yeah. like Indian characters across between a, a Disney movie and, uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. 
<laughs> they look like the guy that you buy elixirs off of in video games. That's kind of <laughs> what they all look like. So uh, she goes in and meets with her royal family. They, they, they're in this ostentatious house. And she tells them that there's a problem with her husband. And then we are greeted to a flashback of her and her husband, Veer. Right. So we flash back to London now. Uh, it's a... And then I think we jump right into like a happy formal dance. Is this where? Oh, yes. where yeah, this is where we first see a, 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 one of our first mini montages showing the happy couple, Veer and Shivangi, feeding each other grapes, <laughs> and canoodling in the park, and canoodling in the park. Kisses, the whole the whole nine yards of of delirious romantic happiness, pants shittingly happy. Yeah, and I was immediately taken with it, and I was like, oh, this is lovely. I hope we get to see more throughout the film. <laughs> God, God forbid we don't have if you're making a drinking game out of this about any time there's a song or dance number, then you're already fucked up. So. And I think this is where 1920 failed miserably with just their one big singing and dancing number. Yes. With only the occasional video montage. But 1920 London takes everything, everything from 1920 and ramps it up to 10. Oh, it's like I said, I think that the best metaphor is it, it's uh, it's exorcist to the evil dead. Like if it, it <laughs> takes that same kind of of shark jump. So uh, we, we've got some singing and dancing right off the bat. Um, what uh, what comes next? It shows them canoodling in the park uh, and then Veer falls ill. We're shown the first uh, important plot device of the movie we see this bedside table with a locket on it and uh, in quick order veer is possessed by this evil ring looking witch demon lady yeah there's the mysterious amulet we see kind of this dark energy dripping from it and i want to say there's even that we jump into the credits from here and then there's like another happy music video i can't really describe it it's <laughs> it's, it's really weird uh, but oh we, god weird weird sums it up it's surreal it's otherworldly weird this movie so we see the credits we see the couple lying in bed afterwards and uh, mysterious dark mist drifts out of the amulet and kind of, the husband veer wakes up and he searches around the house you hear the sound of children laughing creepily there's a ghostly rocking chair that he finds and then veer steps in front of the ghostly rocking chair and it stops and what appears behind veer but uh oh, the witchy character of this it, she looks right out of the ring she's got uh ethereal creepy black smoky hair that that's uh, looks like she's underwater that that whole thing that old chestnut yeah and <laughs> For some reason, I, I thought the husband looked like a, an Indian Jason Priestley for some reason. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, if you, if you don't have the bravery to uh, actually watch this movie, just imagine an Indian Jason Priestley and you've got it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it's right out of 90210. <laughs> you can hear a lot of 90s references in this. <laughs> and I, I feel like I should say right off the bat, just warning, we're going to, all of our reviews are spoiler filled. This one in particular, if if you have any interest in watching it, you might want to watch it before you listen to the rest of this because it's full of plot twists and we're about to ruin them all. And then, then some of them were actually pretty fun. Yeah, exactly. And especially this first half of it was really interesting. Yeah. Like, I liked how it, at this point in the movie, he just like, OK, I got up. I heard children screaming and crying and laughing creepily. I see the ghostly chair rocking on its own momentum. I think I'm just going to go to bed. I just need to. <laughs> saw that, is, that is the last time I eat a handful of magic mushrooms before I go, <laughs> go to sleep. 
Okay, so in the the <laughs> so, so obviously he gets possessed by the spirit because it looks like she goes into him or something happens. Yeah, she just kind of it's it. I guess it's really easy for demons to to possess people. So she he our uh, the husband Veer gets uh, possessed. He's <laughs> throughout this movie. He's basically just a vehicle for a demon possession. We don't know much about him other than he's <laughs> successful and he's got a hot wife. So uh, we cut back to the royal family. There's there's a lot of timeline jumping in this thing too to really make it even tougher to keep up with, but. The family, the royal family, says that we need to go to, we need to travel to Baba to see a guru, which basically means we need to go on a quest to talk to a wizard. That's right, exactly. exactly. I know a fucking wizard when I see one. And hey, there's, 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 there's another wizard coming up later in the film. <laughs> <laughs> Who's even more wizardy. Yeah. So, uh, he... Uh, so, they, they go to see this uh, guru, they call him, but it's a wizard. Right. And, and and they go and talk to him and he uh, gives them kind of their uh, the free consultation that you get with every <laughs> guru meeting. Right. So they if back up just a little bit. We see in the morning that Veer was experiencing seizures after this episode and they <laughs> they t they take him to a fancy mansion hospital. And yeah. I, I noticed this in both 1920. And this There's a lot of fancy mansion there's a fancy mansion parliament. There's a mansion <laughs> hospital. There's a mansion where they live. <laughs> and this, and they have a mansion hospital. It's, it's the, the royal family gets treated in comfort. You got to feel at home. I have to say that I thought, well, I thought this was connected to 1920. And when I see the mansion at the beginning of this movie, I thought, oh, well, they did turn it into a hotel, huh? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They, those architects have to make money. They had to feed the house quite a few architects before they were able to get it demolished, but it finally worked. But uh, yes, yeah, so, so thank you for that. That's uh, Veer is showing signs of being very sick. He falls ill uh, in the in the morning. They rush him to the hospital, and uh, the so we bounce back to the current timeline. Uh, Shibangi is is still confabbing with her, her royal family, and they say, we got to go see this guru. So they travel, and they go and, and, and see the wizard. He sets up this mirror that he's going to use to uh, communicate to the spirit world or you know, <laughs> see if, figure out how much copay that the <laughs> Veer needs to pay. <laughs> I, I don't know exactly what they're doing, but it's, it's, a, it's a plot device to get to the next bit of exposition. Right, so there's, there's some exposition about the evil spirits entering the world from from the witch doctor or the I, I don't know maybe they call him a baba as well I, that might be another word in indian for for witch doctor um but maybe there's some kind of uh hierarchy to <laughs> you're you're a first level wizard then you're a 10th level wizard <laughs> <laughs> and uh the baba or the witch doctor he is in front of the mirror and he starts chanting and uh, lots of cgi crows show up that are somewhat better than Birdemic, but not by much. <laughs> just a little bit. They upgraded the bird-making CGI suite. Just by, <laughs> It's the newest update, but it's almost Birdemic levels. I love how in these movies, birds have the ability to hover. I've only seen... <laughs> Odd, I've only seen hummingbirds do that, but in this one, a crow can do it. Hey, whenever I've seen crow attacks, they dive bomb, dude. <laughs> they dive bomb and they explode or puke acid. <laughs> And so we see the evil spirit grabs the witch doctor and pulls him into the mirror, then throws his ass out. 
he gets schooled quickly. He he did he failed his his uh, saving throw, and so the uh, the Baba the the mage the maestro <laughs> the wizard whatever you want to call it he says I do not have the power to fight this demon y'all need to go and you need to see the Baba of Miwar. And uh, he says, your family's going to be very familiar with this guy. And they all look at each other. So, ooh, ooh <laughs> foreboding. From here, um, okay, basically they say you got to go and you got to talk to the uh, all-powerful wizard. And then it, we cut to our other leading character, which is Jai. So that we meet Jai. And Jai makes an entrance like a boss. He just comes marching in like some action movie character. Yeah, imagine... Uh, <laughs> Imagine a plunging neckline, bearded, brooding, uh, Persian Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell he just thinks he's going to dominate Takuchi when he goes to the club. <laughs> and he's walking with a strut and this this style about him. And you know he's about to fuck some shit up with some exorcism. <laughs> He's uh, he's straight out of an anime. Like if, if an anime was made by Indian people, it's this guy. He's like the 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 prime conjurer. He's got this, you know, man a few words. He just he's down to business. He he's basically when we first meet him, where his power is established because he's gonna excise a demon out of this guy's daughter. Right, and this girl is tied to the bed. He just marches into the bedroom and just sees this girl tied to the bed and she does her usual exorcist tropes, I guess, where she calls him a loser. <laughs> oh, you're such a loser. Get out of here. You're not going to exercise me. Go on. <laughs> Only she says it with a growling evil dead, uh, you know, guttural <laughs> snarl. I think she insults his manhood at some point. I don't remember. Well, it just, it seemed very evil dead to me. She had the milky eyes of, of somebody in the throes of some, Bad demon possession. Yeah, my my impression was only a, you know, a taste of what it could have been if I had been in that role. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to really throw yourself into it. She, she, yeah, she she was doing it a little bit half hearted. It's the the scene where he. <laughs> You know what you're in for immediately because the scene of him getting this demon out of this girl is just so over the top. There's just backflips and kung fu and everything's <laughs> lit is garish red light and people are lips are getting peeled back from the amount of, of, of magic being exerted. It was delightful. Yeah, in usual nineteen twenty exorcism exorcism fashion, we just see just a total all out action scene of Jai <laughs> yeah. just beating the shit out of this demon and then the demon beating the shit out of him and it keeps going back and forth and I was very pulled into the film at this point <laughs> I was I was like I I felt excited like I felt a certain amount of energy at this point like oh we're gonna have fun with this one so yeah I liked I, it I liked that they started off with this yeah they they let you know right away that that <laughs> we're gonna keep you entertained confused but entertained and in the end uh, of course Jai does save the girl but he doesn't want any payment just no, just so weird he just wants like a weird creepy invite to the wedding though yeah like how about we pay you and you don't come to the <laughs> yeah i was about to say if i was the father or something say no no here please take this payment and don't show up at our wedding all creepy like 
<laughs> I know it'd be like if it'd, it'd be like if her psychiatrist that kept her from slitting her wrist shows up. We appreciate your help, but it's she you, you remind us of her ailment. <laughs> so uh, where are we at now? My God, this thing had, was was uh, plot heavy. So right. uh, so okay. Well, uh, Shimbagi's uncle does show up and tries yeah. to convince Jai to come meet with a princess, but he doesn't want to because at this point we don't know. We didn't know that Jai and Shivangi had a fling in the past. Yeah, it's confusing at first. Like, he's like, don't ever come back here again. I don't want to help your princess. And I was thinking, like, why <laughs> yeah. do you have a problem with people that actually have money to pay? Your business model sucks, <laughs> And uh, we do uh, another happy music video where we see Jai singing and thinking of times oh. we and the princess were awesome. And... Yeah, just an, an, in a movie filled with high benchmarks, it, this is one of them. Not, he <laughs> he shatters the fourth wall by singing, not to us, but at us. He's, uh, there's aggressive <laughs> singing. We're treated to a montage of him, and it's revealed that he and, and Shibagi had a relationship. And it shows this. <laughs> <laughs> nauseatingly happy montage where he's singing and they're strolling through the park and they're they're hanging out with farm animals for Christ that's carrying I, one on his shoulder a I, lamb. I was so I was busting out laughing in that part because you see her waving a stick at the sheep or the lamb the sheep like <laughs> like she thinks she knows what she's doing but she's just kind of scaring the sheep and in the back you see Jai with a sheep with a lamb over his shoulder smiling at her and i just thought <laughs> it's like indian jesus <laughs> i was just i was in tears it was so <laughs> amazingly funny you know when i go on a date and i'm hanging around with a princess that's got very expensive clothes on i like to to slog through the <laughs> sheep shit in the sheep orchard or whatever you call the sheep <laughs> the sheep orchard yeah i think you got it it's correct <laughs> the yeah. place the place where sheep tend to congregate <laughs> It was bananas. Like they were dancing. They were doing this coordinated dance where they'd look at each other. They were, it, it was, <laughs> they make it clear that these two were just nauseatingly in love. Yeah. And then uh, we see the creepy uncle shows up. Um, yes. He, this guy has sex criminal oozing out of his pores. I should state that it's not, it's not uh, Shimbangi's blood uncle, but it's, it's an uncle nonetheless. Okay. Yeah, she she establishes that if you weren't married to my aunt, I wouldn't have much to do with you. Probably because you're a total creep. He tries to grab some titty. That's yeah. not nice. Yeah. She slaps him, and then Jai kind of jumps into there as well, and he slaps him around. He slaps the oh, uncle around. And, and let's let's talk about what Jai was wearing for just a second, man. <laughs> this homeboy comes launching into the scene to protect his woman's honor, and he is dressed like. <laughs> they're, they they must have had a genie bottle off camera that they rubbed to manifest him. He's wearing bright red billowy Aladdin pants and this gold frock, deep plunging neckline <laughs> vest. It was I was howling with laughter. And at this point, I just kind of like, okay, this this might be culturally insensitive of me, but it's just too funny. The guy looked like Aladdin. <laughs> 
he uh, slaps the uncle so hard at one point that I thought the uncle's mustache was falling off. <laughs> it, it looked like it was on crooked, but I know it's probably a real mustache, but it just looked fake. <laughs> he, he slapped his real mustache sideways. He's got a big curly. He's even his uncle even has the curly mustache of a of a classic villain. And of course, uh, the uncle informs him that beating the ass, severely beating his ass too. By the way, just bouncing him off off rock walls. <laughs> Uh, is is a punishable offense, and so we just hard pivot into the court day. <laughs> oh yeah, we go to the mansion courthouse. <laughs> it's a mansion courthouse, of course. Yeah, everything is splendor. <laughs> and we uh, we learned that, of course, Jai is on trial now because he'd assaulted a royal. Well, I mean, it's assault and battery, anyways, but it's especially frowned upon when a, a commoner assaults a royal person. Well, it's like you pretty much are under the impression that much like in the West, that if you're a sheep herder, that you have much less legal budget than a royal family. So, you know, he's going to get his ass handed to him. Uh, uh, the the star witness is Shivagi, and she comes in with her eyes downcast, looking all just stinking of guilt. So, you know, this is not going to go well for right. her. So they uh, <laughs> they ask Shivagi, do you know this guy? Is this your friend? And she basically says, no, I don't know this cat that well. He's obsessed with me. I keep telling him I'm not interested. And he beat the hell out of my uncle. <laughs> He's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, my uncle saved me and uh, Jai beat him up. And this is, that's pretty much what it, what it was. She pretty much sold out Jai in the courtroom. Yeah, and Jai just goes into histrionics. How dare you? And he's just he is just deeply wounded. So was I. We we are wounded for Jai at this at this point. <laughs> and this is where we flash back forward into I don't know if we're flashing forward into our modern thing or if we're flashing forward forward more I, I just, it's I'm, kind I'm, of a, a Russian doll of <laughs> of of timelines like you they bounce around so much it's hard to, to tell if you're in the con the current continuity i think we're in real time here now. okay but uh shivaji visits visits jai herself she's the the uncle couldn't make it happen so she goes to visit him yeah and, and, and beg yeah so she comes to beg jai for his help to help her her dumb prince husband <laughs> and and at that point in the movie i was like if i was jai I'd tell her to go pound sand you know um but yeah, I spent five years and they even called it, they called it rigorous imprisonment. So yeah. I think that he probably got his butt rigorously filled. <laughs> I, hopefully that didn't happen to poor Jai. Ho hopefully he had enough magic to thwart off some unwelcome, uncut penises being pointed in his direction. Well, we know he has some fighting skills, so we, we should uh, make a, an off movie that that's basically that him, Jai in jail for, you know, five years and the, the trials and tribulations he went through. <laughs> didn't for some reason when you said that it reminded me of the wishmaster i think that there was a wishmaster movie where he was in in jail uh uh you know causing all kinds of mischief and it's got a it's got an odd parallel because it's you know it's a, he's basically an evil genie <laughs> <laughs> these movies share the same universe oh my god my wishmaster 1920 wishmaster 1920 oh my god <laughs> The, it's there. We can make you know, our own. It's currently in production. <laughs> I'm going to start writing fan fiction right now. <laughs> you need to get on it because I think the producer is probably penning it if he's if he's got people <laughs> listening to this podcast. Fingers crossed. Oh, it'd be a it'd be a crowning achievement. <laughs> so uh, Jai agrees to 
to help the princess and save the prince Veer, as yes. we call him. And but he said he's he's going to take payment. He's going to take pretty much take it out of the royal asses. Yeah, like you got y'all. I need to <laughs> I need to make up for my altruism just a moment ago. And they arrive back in London at the Mansion Hospital, and we see that the prince is all kinds of fucked up. He, he, the, I think they originally thought the doctors thought he had tetanus, and at this point I'm thinking, that that is one hell of a tetanus infection. <laughs> he is ricked up like rigor mortis, limbs poking out where they shouldn't be poking. Oh, just fingers bent back on themselves, skin black, like he's just got some kind of malignancy under his skin, and just in, in a painful state of rictus. <laughs> so they, uh, Jai does some kind of weird incantation to, uh, to kind of basically demonstrate that this isn't just some regular, uh, you know, infection you can fight off with antibiotics. Well, he lets us know also that, you know, Spirits love liquor and meat. <laughs> he specifically he specifically says that spirits are attracted to liquor and meat. So he goes and finds these these things. He finds liquor and meat and draws the spirit out into the open. Yeah, and it's oh god, and, and yet another. Uh, <laughs> this movie tries to keep you entertained. Like if if you're starting to drift for a second, you're given some some eye poke. Like he, I I don't know what he's got some kind of mystical totem. Then he waves it over the uh, inert uh, Veer's head, who immediately pops up. His eyeballs roll like casino. Prince crazy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> And then he crab walks. He does the the upside down uh, ring crab walk yeah. up the steps and <laughs> finds himself a pile of meat and just starts wolfing it down. And we see in his shadow that he's got the evil witch spirit shadow in him. And of course, everybody's convinced. Even the skeptical doctor is <laughs> is sold at this point. And I should point out that the skeptical doctors did. I think the doctors were eighty yard. Uh, uh, what do you mean now? Uh, it looks like that you know, even though it looks like white English doctors that are there, it, it sounds like their voices were dubbed. Yeah, by, by poor, an poor, poor, poorly. Yeah, uh, dubbed by an Indian English speaker. And yeah, it was, I, it was like I have told you how many times must I say it? You still believe in back magic? This is odd. It's it was that stilted. Yeah, it was really weird. But uh, it's just kind of a weird aside from the English actors because they're supposed to be in London. You think whoever the English actors they have would just speak in an English accent. Like right. it, the costumes <laughs> look like they went to the mall, the current mall for half of the people. And then the rest of them are kind of sort of in period garb, but not quite like the, the, the wardrobe needed a little bit of work to actually put us in the timeline. It was supposed to take place in like Shivaji specifically looked like she, like they just said, uh, just, just wear a cute outfit, you know, <laughs> yeah. Something from the closet. Yeah, something that makes my legs look good. Yeah, man. Yeah, but we, we we do learn that the that the source of this evil spirit was the locket and amulet that was given to Veer from a rival family. Oh, it was. It, 
<laughs> yeah, the way we learn about this is is kind of odd. Like Jai says to Shibaji, "Is there? Did you get any kind of blessed item lately?" And she's like, "I can't think of anything." Oh wait, I just thought of this. <laughs> I did just think of this ridiculously huge, out of place locket that somebody gave it to us. And he's like, "Who gave it to you?" And she's like, uh, "Don't worry about that, but we got it." And I realized at the time how heavy handed and necessary it was to know that. So he looks at it and he picks it up and then he shows her his palm and there's black ash on it which she gasped and i'm like okay it's it's just dirty but all right <laughs> uh jai just needs to clean his hands and y'all need to po polish up that amulet it should be fine <laughs> i bet he only washes his hands with antibacterial holy water <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you're right jai holds it and uh his hand turns ashy and then he comes up with this cockamamie plan to throw the amulet <laughs> into the river while into the river Thames while the princess chants mantras and doesn't she can't stop until like 3 a.m. There's a real specific it's, time. It's very specific and it, like I said, it's cockamamie. I don't know. That's an old world kind of <laughs> expletive or whatever, but I, I just can't think of it because it's just so dumb. And, and you see as they start this whole process that Jai gets into the – the car, which is driven by a chauffeur, but it'd be funny if Jai just took off in his car with the ambulance and said, see ya suckers, eat a dick. They <laughs> <laughs> just, they take off. It's, it, yeah, it, it, Jai's plans, I find it hilarious that no one questions it because it's it's exactly as ludicrous as you have to say mech like a hiney ho over and over and over again. I know that's not the actual incantation she was saying, but that's what I made it in my head because it was <laughs> hilarious and charming. And, <laughs> <laughs> well, he goes on this elaborate, okay, now I'm going to get in the car and then I'm going to drive across town with your chauffeur and we got to get to the river here. And the driver bangs his head and, oh my they God. crash the goddamn car. <laughs> There's always something. And that plays another part stupidly later. But uh, the, <laughs> never, never hire yourself a white limo driver. That's another thing I loved about this movie. It's like get the white assistant <laughs> to drive us around. <laughs> get the white man; he'll do anything. <laughs> um. So yeah, the princess is chanting, doing her chants, and Jai's in the car, getting you know. If they crash the car, and Jai has to run now down the streets of London to get to the banks of the River Thames. The princess is continuously trying to chant in the house, but she's being assaulted by the spirit all the, the entire time. Yeah, the ring spirit, the witch. They call her the witch. You know, she's she just just imagine a black inky ring character. She looks right out of the ring. And uh, her husband shows up and he's like, hey, honey, <laughs> oh, yeah. normal. And she's like, oh, I guess I can stop chanting now. And then she looks at the clock and it's like, oh, fuck nothing. It's <laughs> <laughs> not time yet i needed to keep uh, chanting so yeah. she fucks it up yeah she totally fucks up the entire thing you're like oh come on this is the oldest trick in the book haven't you been part of any kind of exorcism didn't you hear about 1920 <laughs> <laughs> just watch that movie it's it's like the, it's your guide for how to survive this one or basically any movie <laughs> much less a horror movie so uh it turns out that that uh veer that the incantation didn't work and uh, we get a, a a real major plot twist at this point Yes, yeah, so this is a major plot spoiler, and we see, uh, so we know that Veer wasn't really alive or wasn't uh, coherent at the time, and he was, she was, Shivangi was basically tricked by the spirit. She 
didn't do the chant. But I don't think that mattered anyways because I think Jai just told her to do something to keep your, her occupied and scared while he went and disposed of this amulet into the River Thames. And as he's about to throw it in, we learn... That uh, he orchestrated the whole thing, the, all of it. He got the cursed necklace into her hands. He he contrived all of it, and he's cackling like a fucking madman. And he actually starts bashing his skull into this uh, this concrete embankment. I was like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> like he was just <laughs> bleeding and chanting and laughing. And he throws the um, the. You know, the big important part of this is that, well, first of all, we learn that he's a bad guy. And then he throws the necklace into the river and he says, there's no way for you to save Veer now because I've disposed of the necklace. Which, you know, that's what evil geniuses do is they explain the plot to themselves when they're all alone. And that's exactly what was going on. He was just talking to himself, kind of <laughs> giving some exposition on why or why he was doing it. And... I thought it was brilliant myself. I thought oh, I was I, I was transfixed at this point. Yeah. And we actually this it, it says intermission at this point. I, and which, you know, was a weird part in a just a smorgasbord of weirdness. Like, OK, <laughs> you know, in a, in a Netflix streaming context, I don't see how intermissions really matter. Anymore, and, but OK. And usually intermissions last, you know, come up probably around the hour and a half mark or the two hour mark. But this movie wasn't a full two hours. So this is about an hour and five minutes in. They decided to do an intermission, but there's only about 45 minutes left in the movie. So I'm like, okay. I think it's, they, it's because they know that you're going to need to take a break and decompress for a second because we're about to throw so much plot at you that your eyeballs will just bolt out of your head. <laughs> and we learned, I mean, I, I at this point in the movie, I was, I was like, now this is badass because they've turned, they finally found a real villain. I thought, okay, so... Jai is this really evil genius exorcist dude that's taken out his revenge on his ex-love because she sold him out in at, in the courtroom, and I thought it we were going to compelling gonna... in that way because you you we felt kind of betrayed by that act too at that point. It's like yeah, get her. <laughs> yeah, and I, that's what I was thinking. I was like yeah, yeah, get her. And then you know I was thinking oh she'll probably overcome it in in the meantime or. It, uncovers deception through a series of hidden clues and deduction. Uh, (laughs) And at this point, we should have learned that trying to anticipate anything that these movies are going to do is folly. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Jai continues with his ruse at this point. He's still pretending that he's trying to get Veer excised, to get the demon excised out of Veer. Excuse me. Um, So (laughs) yet another just elaborate uh, ritual. He rolls a lemon around <laughs> and <laughs> over Veer's inert form again, and then he pilots the this this ball around with remote magic control, and <laughs> and Shivagi chases it around hilariously, <laughs> like a cat chasing a, a laser pointer. I'm sorry, I'm just laughing because this is another point in the movie where I was just laughing because uh, I know that. <laughs> That now I know that Jai is this evil villain, and now I know he's just fucking with everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm surprised at some point he didn't say, "Okay, uh, in order for this ritual to work, you got to be completely nude." Really? Yeah, I'm sorry. You got to be completely nude. You got to wear uh, a, a silly hat and be nude. <laughs> he's got he's got Shivangi 
roaming around this mansion chasing after a lemon, getting spooked by <laughs> shit, and every time he does his magic remote control thing on his palm, he's got like a Star of David kind of inscribed on his palm for some reason. And <laughs> it's, it's every, t- yeah, every- yeah, it's the same thing in anime. They do that, right? And every time they they every time they go back to him. Looking at his palm, sitting on this chair, it has this. It has this music stinger, <laughs> and it does it several times. And I was just rolling. It was. I know it probably wasn't meant to be funny, but I. I just found it uh, amusing. I can imagine watching this movie with uh, with Indian people that are riveted and just being just horrified that you're laughing, just kind of hard not to. But I mean, it, it, honestly, it, it was it was out of love for the movie because I there wasn't a moment of this thing that I didn't enjoy. But uh, so uh, basically, at this point, um, I, and I can't remember why they just you don't even have to question the whys at this point. Jai says, OK, I'm going to have to go and speak to Veer's family. I need to go. He says to, to Shivaji, I got to go talk to your in-laws. And she's like, all right, so I'm going to go jump on a on a train and because uh, I need to find out why so and so gave that locket to you. And then after she's gone, he's like, hey, what is Shivaji thinks about it for a second. She's like, I never <laughs> told him that. So she's <laughs> clued into the fact that, uh, you know, this is <laughs> this is not on the level. Yeah. So uh, Shivaji just has this the light bulb goes off above her head and she realizes she didn't give some of the information that Jai told her. Uh, so she knows there's some, some kind of conspiracy at play here. Yeah. So she, she knows that he's up to no good. So she rushes off to the train station to intercept him and they confront one another. And Jai admits, yeah, you know, I, I wanted revenge on you because I hated you for, <laughs> for me having to fight off angry prison rapists for the last five years. <laughs> and you know, I thought he also had another motive. I think he wanted to play the hero part that if he could try to his best to save her husband, but eventually he would be taken and die that he would eventually get back with Shivangi, that she would love him uh, yeah, again. Which, and oddly, she's not too cool with this. But <laughs> he gets a slap to the face, and then that's about the, the the length of it. She explains after she slaps him in the face, which he deserves more than a slap at oh, this yeah. point. Uh, he, Probably another she ex- prison sentence. <laughs> yeah, like that. Now you've earned the next five, motherfucker. <laughs> Which uh, that would be a real complicated court case. It's like, okay, now you're coming in here with demon possession. That's a little bit harder, harder to prove. But uh, but you know, fuck it. Five years, hard labor. <laughs> five, five years, rigorous. Uh, what did they call it again? A rigorous internment or whatever. Yes. I I don't know. I can't I can't uh, <laughs> scroll back that far. But um, so. Sh- Shivaji says, okay, you know, the reason I lied in court was because my family was going to have you murdered. And the only way I could keep you alive was to lie and perjure myself and then get you prison time where you would at least not get murdered. Right. Let me go back just briefly before she became, before she came to that revelation that Jai was lying Mm -hmm. uh, because Jai takes off to go to the train station and she's in her bedroom or wherever. And she starts having another happy moment montage flashback of her and Veer and they're having more goody couple times. And (laughs) and we hear the music start playing and then the music kind of stops and starts rewinding. It's like, oops, wait a minute. I felt like, oops, wait a minute. We really don't have time for this stupid montage. Let's get back to the story. But I realize now it's just a plot device that she, realizes that Jai yeah. had said something that didn't gel well with her. 
Yeah, she's a she's a very one uh, one man at a time lady. Like she, yeah. <laughs> she in Devere now. This is you know. Sorry, he went to prison. I think he got the bug now. I can't be fucking around with you. And plus, I'd be terrified of somebody that's got that much knowledge of black magic. I, that, that, you'd, you'd think that the hackles would have been raised by then. But yeah, she she realizes that uh, he's not on the level. And after it comes out, they have this odd emotional uh standoff at the train station and <laughs> jai feels bad about what he did when he realizes that she lied on his behalf so then he's like okay i'm gonna figure out a way to correct this problem that i contrived in every way like a hero <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he pretty much did a 180 from what he wanted to do to becoming a, a hero i thought that was a little yeah i was put off by that i was like I was kind of hoping Jai would be the real actual villain in the movie and that we'd see Shivangi actually do something instead of really reacting. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it, it kind of hurdles you to the next part of the movie. And there's a lot of that in this. Just, just like I said, just a machine gun of, of plot developments that you just have to be like, okay, I, I had to, to stop the movie and rewind it and rewatch it. Cause they just, they, they throw so much at you so fast. Yeah. I had to pause it several times just to, take in what they threw at me because <laughs> i can't i can't speak hindi so i can't I couldn't take notes and and listen at the same time it was, <laughs> we suffer for for you <laughs> well they capture so so jai has this uh, first his first initial plan to try to get rid of the spirit to to save veer is that they capture the dark spirit essence into kind of a coke bottle or something <laughs> yes and they they go to a cemetery and he buries it into buries it into the dirt of us of the cemetery and some weird shit starts happening again yeah we get some more of the birdemic birds more birdemic birds yes come down and just kind of squawk and just <laughs> just more of a nuisance than really assaulting anyone <laughs> <laughs> hey hey they're just yelling in his face. uh but we see like the statue kind of come to life and there's weird sounds and all of a sudden the bottle explodes that that was in the ground and the spirit is released again and we see a, a killer action scene of Jai getting thrown around, and yeah, he gets he gets pummeled by this uh, this spirit, which you know begs the question: if it can do this much damage to you without a body, why does possessing somebody uh, outside of just being an asshole? Why is it important? <laughs> that's a good question. We can never uh, understand the motives of evil, though, Clay. Yeah, that's right. Or <laughs> or Indian filmmakers have a real foggy moral code with the poltergeist. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Jai gets his ass thoroughly handed to him. He gets lifted high up there, and then he gets—he's screaming the entire time. And then he gets slammed down in this tomb, and he's still going. And I just thought his crying was pretty funny too. He was crying like a bitch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I, it's the same. Thing. What it is is—is is she just ruffled his uh, two hundred dollar shirt, which he. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how much this is going to cost to get dry clean? Ah! <laughs> yeah, man, the dude, the dude really does look like one of those, those guys <laughs> that you would, that you would see at a club that doesn't have a real good sense of boundary <laughs> when it comes to, <laughs> to people. That's how he looks to me. That's not how he is. That's how he <laughs> okay. And then we learn, of course we, we know that that method did not work. So Jai is, really perplexed he's he's looking out the window saying to himself i have to consult my guru the one jai learned all his guruish stuff from 
<laughs> it's kind of like Dragon Ball Z. There's no level of, of more powerful people. Like, I got to go see my my uh, mentor. So he goes, and it's a brief scene, but it's just hilarious. We meet his guru that looks exactly like Gandalf. Like, he looks yeah. like somebody at a, a comic book convention doing some outdated cosplay of Gandalf <laughs> Lord of the Rings. All right, so Gandalf Guru is an exact <laughs> replica of the Lord of the Rings, and I'm thinking, yeah. yeah, he's even he doesn't even look that Indian to me. He just looks like Gandalf, and and he informs Jai that you'd think he'd be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Like when he found out like what Jai did, like I taught you better than that. You well, well he, he pretty much did. He did pretty much tell Jai he, that he fucked up, but he's like, "But I'm gonna let you know what you need to know." <laughs> but, uh, you know, on the DL, you're going to have to commit some hero suicide to make this shit okay, <laughs> which is my just I hate hero suicide. You know, it's 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 in every bad movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the stakes have to be really, really high. I, and does the hero deserve it? it it's 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 a very big uh, storytelling quandary. Yeah, yeah, and, and and Jai is a very morally ambiguous dude. He he feels the same amount of passion. He's a passionate guy. He feels the same amount of passion for his vengeance as he immediately does to undo his vengeance. <laughs> the guru tells them that they need to go to a, a place that people used to worship. That's the next kind of shove you out the door plot exposition. And this was uh, this is another part that I was funny. I thought was funny. Jai, Shivangi, and George the limo driver all kind of just standing outside on this balcony. And <laughs> Jai is telling Shivangi what what the guru told him. And he's like, there, there's a, a broken church. Is there a place where people worship? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. And they probably did that for about a minute before George the limo driver pops up. Oh, you mean... I don't know of any churches except for the broken one on the hilltop over <laughs> the, the deserted one. It's like, okay, thanks, George. He, George is about the most useless thing ever. <laughs> he's not useless. He's the one who drives them everywhere. <laughs> of course. He, well, you mean wrecks them everywhere. He wrecks them. And he's the worst limo driver in the world because they take off again with George <laughs> at the wheel, Shimbagi and Jai in the back seat and we get it. We're treated to another lovely song and yeah, yeah. Music and, and montage in a baffling turn of events. They like the car jostles a little bit because George is a shit driver and they and Shivaji and Jai kind of fall into one another. And there's a moment of sexual tension. And I was thinking, like, you should want to cut this guy's head off and play <laughs> soccer with it for what he did <laughs> like what an asshole like this poor girl as as between her family and this this uh, hoodoo motherfucker i would <laughs> never want anything to do with any human being ever again if I and during during this montage scene george's stupid fucking car breaks down <laughs> and because it... <laughs> his dumb white ass doesn't know how to put uh water into the radiator this guy sucks man he's horrible <laughs> <laughs> they should have fired him long ago. Uh, but it, George doesn't even go off to find water. Uh, Jai takes it upon himself to take the goddamn water <laughs> gallon thing and go fill it up himself. 
Yeah, like this guy is useless. Like I'm asthmatic. I can't walk up that hill. Like you just sit here and be useless, George. Yeah. They need to make a movie just about George. So yeah, shot goes and gets water for the car. So this is another. That we're, I'm just kind of nitpicking now. We don't really need to go into this, but it's so ridiculous because you see him go off, <laughs> and the music is still playing this happy music, and he gets water, and he comes down the hill, and he falls, and he trips, and Shimvagi looks at Jai going, <gasps> and he gets up and brushes himself off and comes down and you see him do every step of putting water into the radiator i'm like oh my god do we need to see all of this i know and she's and for, and she's just getting like soaked watching this guy this. You, can, you can tell that she's just beside herself with uh with arousal i yeah i don't know i i, I I'd be offended if it just wasn't so weird. I wouldn't be offended. I'm unoffendable. <laughs> <laughs> and we, so they they stop at a, uh, oh, I think it's even part of the the montage itself. They find a church, but it's not a broken church. She just wants to go in and light a fucking candle. <laughs> and, yeah, and there's like, you know, 7 million watts of candle power light in this thing. And I, I thought that they were at the actual church for I a second. Too, yeah. And I was thinking, what, you're you're taking scenic stops to, at, in between churches when it's been established that we got a very finite timeline. How about you guys quit <laughs> fucking around? I, I was saying the same thing. I was like, okay, now that they're at the church, and nope, that's not the church. They, they still have a little <laughs> bit more to go. I was like, God damn it, man. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get there. Come, come, come. So they they make their way to the church and they they find an old lady, an old gypsy there who who speaks in that same weird, <laughs> yes. stilted, uh, like after effects uh, dubbed speech as the last as the doctor. Like she tells them that here's she gives them some more plot devices here. Take these. And they're three knives. So here's your three knives that are important to the rest of the, the third act of the movie somehow. Yeah, and uh, and that stilted voice, you know, we we get she's going to give them some knives, but then it flashes kind of cuts and now we're in a barn. <laughs> and with this is with Jai Veer, of course, you know, lying prone on a bale of hay and yeah. Shivangi and the ant. There's and, a coconut. He's got oh, all God. these esoteric mechanisms everywhere you know what it looks like it looks like if somebody said we're going to rebuild the mousetrap machine in in quadruple <laughs> scale like in in real human scale there's it's weird there's like a loom there <laughs> <laughs> so jai has to stick knives in different shit so he gives us a full-on explanation of what has to be done with the knives what the shimbagi's role needs to play uh, everything that's going to happen and he really breaks it down so i'm really glad he did that because i would have had no idea what was going on but oh it sounds like a nerd describing advanced dungeons and dragons <laughs> if you give a shit about advanced dungeons and dragons okay i gotta take the first knife we got three of them somehow he knows which one to use and i gotta wedge this knife into this mirror and the mirror forms a conduit between this world and the spirit world you gotta keep this knife in there otherwise the connection is broken and now you gotta and he this is all really happens. I'm not making up any of this. Shit. Yeah, he's step and, by step explaining what's going to happen. Yeah, and at this point, you'd think that somebody would be like, "Man, you've been fucking with me the whole time. It's, <laughs> what what are we really doing?" And but, the thing, and the thing part is, it's like when he asks Shimvagi to hold a fucking coconut. <laughs> I'm I'm like, okay, this is the point where we know Jai is fucking around and he's not really going to do anything, is he? This is where we get another plot twist. 
He's he's really is a gentleman because I would have had her in a bikini by now. I'm a friggin' creep, you know. Like I, it's it's important to the ritual. It's like yeah, but why do I have to wear stockings too? <laughs> yeah, she's got to sit in front of this mirror with a coconut, and that's gonna it's <laughs> gonna somehow keep the the. It, it, it's funny because they ask him stupid questions that you wouldn't that no normal person would be compelled to ask. Like, well, what happens when she gets into the real world? Well, that's where the coconut comes into play. <laughs> oh, they did explain it because I was laughing the entire time. So I and just kind of writing my notes very fast because I did. I guess I missed that line of dialogue. <laughs> if, if the movie was a woman, it would be pregnant with sex tuplets. <laughs> sex plotlets. Sex plotlets, yes. you got a high plotlet now. <laughs> Okay, so Jai goes into the mirror after explaining all this shit because he stuck the knife into the mirror, which opened the uh, an opposite mirror world. So anything that happens in the mirror world will happen in the real world. Yeah, and it's for me. It, have you ever played Soul Reaver? No. Oh, it's a classic game for any dorks out there. It's basically it's uh yeah, it's like you said. Uh, there's this blue world. It's it's you know you're in the spirit world because it's blue. And uh, Jai explains, I got to go in here. I got to stab this this troublesome witch lady with this third knife. I can't remember what happened to the second knife. Oh, the, the the first knife was jammed into a a time well. An hourglass. That's what I'm thinking of. Remember, he jabs the the knife oh. in the hourglass, and it starts counting down time. So now we know there's a time limit to do this. <laughs> there's always a contrived time limit that gets mentioned right before they enter into whatever they're gonna do. Right. And he yeah, takes so his, he, that that second knife got stabbed in the mirror, which opened up to the mirror world, and then Jai steps through. Yeah. Yep. And he does battle with the uh, with the, the witch lady. Yeah, and it's a massive battle. She, uh, of course, he gets thrown around everywhere. There's not much of a fight. <laughs> he doesn't do that much except wave his knife around in a threatening manner while the witch lady just throws his ass against the wall. <laughs> yeah, no, th- uh, kinetics beat knife, I guess. So he uh, he's he's finally able to. I think that, that there's some mirrors exploding, and uh, Shivaji is is uh, covered in broken glass. So she's just. I was like, oh my god, she's just. There's actual shards of glass sticking out of her skin, and she's all bloody. And she's, I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> That's a good story, Clay. Yeah, you guys watch this from beginning to end. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I, all this stuff that was happening in the mirror world, like uh, there's a car in there, and of course the Jai gets thrown in the car, the glass shatters, <laughs> and that's why we see Shivangi covered in glass. Yeah. And she breaks the goddamn coconut. <laughs> It's like I told you the importance of this coconut, and you fucked it up. She fucked up two. She fucked up two things that Jai told her (laughs) told her to do: the chanting and the coconut. You can't you can't trust her to do anything. No, she's. I mean, it's she's not a great representation of her gender. I've seen I've seen worse. (laughs) (laughs) She, She could pull it together just a little bit. So, but um, this despite the uh. You know, d- despite some setbacks, uh, Jai is able to stab the witch with uh, this this ritual knife, and she explodes in blue confetti. Yeah, more blue confetti, just like 1920. Yeah, it's it's an effect they had in that same <laughs> post effect suite that they bought. They they bought the 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 Birdemic upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to get that Birdemic upgrade. That sounds oh, just... fantastic. Only 1999. <laughs> 
all of my emails are just going to be, it's kind of like on Facebook when you say congratulations, there's just an explosion of confetti. For me, it's going to be birdemic birds everywhere. <laughs> birdemic your profile. Jai starts making his way to the back to the real world slowly with building up music and uh, Shimvagi looks at him looks at him longingly as he makes his way back towards the real world and we know something's going to happen because it's going so slow yeah it's a classic turn your back on the monster thing that's that's you know like no Jason's still alive <laughs> and that's pretty much what happens the the witch resurrects herself grabs Jai by the throat and throws him back into the mirror world and she turns around and sees Shivagi and sees the amulet in her hand. Yeah, and then Shiv uh Shivagi throws it into the fire. How does she dispatch the the demon at the end? I forget. Yeah, so we're seeing her kind of crawl to she's starting to go back towards the flame as she notices the witch spirit about to enter the real world and we see Jai do some super ass Nintendo jumping jack shit. <laughs> <laughs> And leaps up with a stick and breaks the mirror before uh, the yeah. witch can enter. And Shimvagi throws the amulet into the fire, which effectively destroys the spirit. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, yeah, I was I was uh, kind of mixing some stuff around. So uh, so yeah, beaten and bloodied in the spirit realm is is where Jai is is left to to remain. I I guess right. So he. he, he he did what the guru said that he's going to do some suicide shit. And that's what happened. <laughs> it's the only way to redeem yourself if you're Jai. So he, it, we, we end on Jai having another cheesy reminiscent montage where he's <laughs> back to all the times gone by of love making with, with our hero Shivaji. And uh, that's the last we hear from Jai as he's stuck in the mirror world. Then we yeah, flash he, forward two weeks later. Yes, and I totally forget this part, so you're going to have to help me here. <laughs> okay, so Shivagi and Veer, they're both packing to leave London, I think. They're going to go back home, and she finds a note, and it turns, uh, out, yes. she tur it turns out the, the note, we can jump back just a little bit, that to enter this astral plane Jai wanted to get to to consult with his guru, he had to write these notes. And as he was consulting with the guru, he was writing down all this stuff that he was supposed to do to save Shimvagi and Veer. And that's the note that they find. And Sh Sh Veer reads it and it's discovered that obviously Jai willingly gave his soul to the witch in order to save Veer and Shimvagi. And, uh, yeah. so, and, he, yeah. <laughs> and, and he puts a picture of, of Jai up on the mantle along yeah. with the other family pictures to be like, you know, normally <laughs> I wouldn't have my wife's ex up on the mantle, but the, you know, <laughs> homeboy was all right at the end. He helped correct the fire. He helped put out the fire that he said as basically 1920 London. Uh, uh, I'm sure that made a ton of sense to the outside uh, person listening in. Well, the fun of it is that hopefully people have seen the movie and they could follow along with us and maybe agree disagree there's probably some things we got wrong you know i'm sure there uh, are. i'm sure the timeline was so fractured it was it was so just <laughs> constipated with plot but that was kind of part of its charm i absolutely love this movie you know not not despite its its foibles but because of them yeah i really enjoyed the film and like i said that during the after the first half when i saw that jai was an evil person or was yeah. not an evil person, but he was becoming a villain. I was really, oh shit, I'm really into this now. And then it just kind of fades off that during that last act. But it was still enjoyable nonetheless. 
Next time, next up, we have the shark movie, 47 Meters Down. Uh, a couple of entitled white girls go and hang out with sharks. And you already know the rest of what's going to happen. But we're going to watch it and review it anyway. The star power for 47 Meters Down is... Mandy oh. Mandy Moore. We're getting a Mandy fin- Moore? That's her? Yeah, the Mandy Moore is one of the girls that goes down, I admit. Uh I, I was I was distracted by the star power of Mr. Modine making Oh a, that's right. And you could just uh, and we'll get into it, but yeah. 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 Sometimes you need a paycheck. Uh, okay, so thanks everyone for joining us on another episode of Cinematic Suffering. I am Jason. I'm Clay. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Peace. Hey everybody, Jason here from Cinematic Suffering. I just wanted to remind you to check out Cinematic Suffering on Twitter, at Cinematic Suffer. Also on Facebook, under the same name, Cinematic Suffering. Clay is an excellent cartoonist and funny man, obviously, so check out his webcomic, hboys.com. That's H-B-O-Y-Z dot com. If you're up for some music, check out my bands, Grave Hill and Stygian Crown. And if you're listening to this on iTunes or whatever your favorite app is, make sure you give us a... Five-star rating, because why not, right? Thanks again for your support and for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye.